Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about baby's first foods. Join me for my live presentation. Here's part one. Alrighty, well, let's get stuck into baby's first foods. We are doing introducing solid food. And what we're going to cover in tonight's session is basically the the food journey from um, around six to 12 months old, but we actually are going to start the journey a little bit earlier that around four months old with your baby, because you can start the process um, as early as four months. I'll talk you through that in a little while. I just want to give you a little bit more information about me. So this is my daughter, Asha, when she was about six months old. So we were just starting solids at that age. And then the photo is me about 18 months ago, just showing me aging over the years because my kids are big now. And my daughter was actually watching me put this presentation together. And this is the original photo that I've had in my presentation. And I wanted to keep it there because it's super, super cute. I've kept it there all these years, but they're way, way bigger than that now. But I guess I'm showing you this because what you're going to get tonight is a nice mixture of my experience as a mum and introducing solids to my two kids, um, Asher and Carter, and what I learned about that process. One of the things I am going to share tonight is what I would do differently. So if I was to have another baby which I'm not doing, Um, (laughs) we shut the factory, but is what I would do differently with with the solids journey and feeding my kids just with what I've learned over the years um, with being a mum. But of course, also I'm going to put in some nutrition information into that. So I am a registered nutritionist, which is a university qualified nutritionist. And I've been doing nutrition for gosh, like 15 plus years now. So I'm going to work in the main recommendations for feeding kids and babies, just a couple of the updated pieces of information around allergies and things like that. So I like to mix my nutrition education with real life um, because it's all well and good to know the textbook. But if you all know that think life and babies don't follow textbooks, so I'll talk through what to do when your baby's not really following the textbook as well. So here is the overview of what we're going to cover. So we are going to look at, is your baby ready? So I'll talk through a couple of signs that you can start to look for as they starting to get between that four to six months of age. Then I'll look at where do we start? So how many meals a day should we be eating? What meal a day should you start at? What food should you start with? Like textures and purees and all that kind of thing. So I'll give you lots of detail and information about where to get started. And then I'm just going to take you on the process of feeding your baby from that four months old to 12 months old. And because it's actually going to progress quite quickly across um, those months up until their one year of age. And then, and I'll also talk really briefly about sort of what, where to from there, because that's when you're starting to head into the toddler realm and those more fussy years. But a lot of what I will teach tonight goes a lot into 
sort of avoiding excessive fussy behaviour down the track. You certainly can't avoid fussy behaviour. It's a normal part of childhood development. However, there are a number of things that you can do to help um, just limit that. And then I'm just going to go through my top tips for feeding kids, things I've learned as a mum, stuff I would do differently if I did have another baby and I did it all again, just as that whole um, passing on some wisdom there. So let's get stuck into, is your baby ready? So what I always encourage a new parent to do is to not rush into starting solids. Sometimes depending on, you know, where you're getting information from, or you visit the community nurse, or you go to mum's group and you can feel like, oh, they're starting solids already. Or like, maybe I should, or you have a conversation with someone who says something like, oh, my baby started sleeping through the night when I gave them solids. So you think, hell yeah, that's what I want. Um, And you think I'm going to start solids and we can make a lot of these changes on a whim. But what I want to encourage you to do is that you don't have to be in a rush with this. I did say that they progress through the stages of eating quite quickly between four months of age and 12 months of age, things change quite rapidly, but you don't actually have to be in a rush. You can take your time, take it slow. I think one of the things that's really important is that you have enough space in your life to spend the time on this as well. So don't feel like you have to be in a rush. You've got plenty of time to add um, solids in. But here are a couple of questions that you can ask yourself and then observe in your baby to make the decision about whether you think they're ready for solids enough or not. So the first question is, do they seem hungry enough? So this seems like a pretty obvious question, but essentially up until around four months of age, your baby will be either exclusively breastfed, exclusively bottle fed, or maybe a mixture of breast and bottle, but they're basically only getting some kind of milk. And that is sufficient food and calories for a baby up until that point. They don't need any kind of solid food. Then um, breast milk or bottle milk is the best choice for them. And so you will have noticed that as your baby gets older or goes through different growth spurts that their appetite seems to increase. And, you know, with an exclusively breastfed baby is that you get an increase in milk production as your baby starts to stimulate the breast more and wanting more milk. Um, Or you might need to be, you know, making more bottles or bigger bottles, et cetera, right, as their appetite grows. And so that's what you want to do up until four months of age. You're just increasing the amount of breast and or bottle milk that you're feeding them. But around that four to six months of age, you will notice an increase in appetite. And you've got a choice then based on your answers to the other questions about whether you decide, hmm, am I going to increase, you know, my breast milk or put in some more bottle milk to them, or am I going to maybe add some solids in? Now, the reason why hunger is so important is that it helps the baby be motivated to try and and eat the new food. Sometimes if we start to offer solids to a baby that's actually not genuinely hungry, they're satisfied on the breast or the bottle milk, uh, they're maybe not that much into it. Whereas if you kind of give them a full feed, so you've done say a breastfeed and they've got both sides and they're full and satisfied but they or not satisfied and they actually seem hungry or a bit unsettled and that's a pattern that you're seeing, you know, maybe over the course of a week, you might think, hmm, I'm, you know, giving them a full feed. They still seem hungry. Maybe they're waking up early from their naps or um, maybe their nighttime sleep pattern changes a little bit. 
and they're just seeming more hungry. So that's what you're looking for there. Now you might have a hungry baby, but then of course you want to say, are they old enough? So you might have a really hungry baby, but they're only four months old. So they're right on that borderline of whether they're ready for solids or not. not. That's when the next two questions can be really um, important. So are they physically capable? So if your baby can't sit upright in a high chair and they're really floppy and, um, and they can't hold themselves up yet, then they're not quite ready. They do need to be able to be sitting upright. They don't need to be fully sitting like you would leave them and holding their own balance like on the ground, but you want to be able to sit them in a high chair and they have enough muscle tone to hold themselves um, upright to eat. So if you've got a a hungry four-month-old, yep, they're hungry enough, they're potentially old enough because they are at the four-month mark, but they're a little bit floppy, maybe not quite ready. Maybe let's just top up with some extra breast or bottle milk until they're showing that they're able to sit up a little bit more upright. Conversely, if you had a really hungry baby, they're five months old, they're sitting really well, they can sit up in the high chair really well, you're starting to get a baby that's, you know, really ready, looking ready for solids. And so then the last question is, are they showing interest in your food? So one of the things which I love about the age of around that four to five month mark is they start to show interest in in you and the things around you. They might start reaching out for your earrings or your necklace or your face or your hair, um, things like that. So beautiful. And before you know it right, they're like grabbing your phone out of your hands and things like that. But what they will do is start to show an interest in your food and be watching you very closely while you're eating. And that is Another really good sign, a baby who's interested in food and is watching you eat is going to be pretty keen to try it themselves. So a lot of what babies and toddlers and kids learn happens through parental modelling. So they're the four questions you really want to ask yourself. Do they seem hungry enough? Are they old enough? So obviously getting in between that four to six month age mark. Are they physically capable, able to hold themselves up? And are they showing interest in your food? Another important point around the physically capable is a a reflex called the tongue thrust um, reflex. And basically that reflex starts to dissipate around the six month of age mark. And it's just a reflex that's used for suckling at the breast or bottle. And it just means that when you start to offer solids, their, their tongue thrusts out and then and pushes food out of their mouth and it not much really goes in. The, the reflex is often there when you first start solids anyway. And really, as we'll talk through in a second, those, you know, first meals and those first few weeks of eating, there isn't too much that goes in. But if that reflex is pretty strong and you've got a more younger baby, so around the four month mark, then potentially they're not quite ready. And so maybe wait a couple of weeks until they are ready. So a couple of things of where you get started I think the thing that you need to know is that there aren't any rules. There are no hard and fast set rules about you have to feed babies this kind of food at this meal of the day, etc. So know that there aren't any rules. You do want to think about your own personal routine and your other commitments in your life, certainly having other children or maybe working full-time or part-time or just other commitments that affect your daily routine. 
they are going to affect how you're going to start the introduction of solids because it's actually quite time consuming. Like to go from just making them up bottles or breastfeeding, which is even easier to then, you know, um, one meal a day making up some some food for them and then sitting them in their high chair and, and feeding them that food. You do want to prepare for a good chunk of time to be taken up in the day for that because, yeah, it's pretty time consuming. So don't start introducing solids on a whim. Really think about where you've got the time and the space for it. The other thing I would encourage you to do is plan and and sort of think about the kind of eater that you want to raise. And I did a a parenting course when I was pregnant with my first child, Asha. And one of the things they said in the very first um, session was begin as you mean to go, which is basically just saying, think really far ahead about the kind of child that you want to raise, what's really important for you and your family and your family values and, and thinking about what you want in that future, because then that will actually affect the actions and things that you do now so that you're raising the kind of kind of kid that you want to. So there's a few things that I would like to put forward to consider around eating and food in your family home. So the first consideration is really by the time your baby is 12 to 18 months old, you want them to be eating very similarly to you and the family. Now, obviously they can't, you know, like eat steak and three vegetables or you know, different fancy things around that age, but they can eat steak cut up into little pieces and veggies cut up into little pieces, right? So they want to be eating very similarly. It might be having to be toddlerfied a little bit in terms of chopped up or um, maybe cooked a little bit more, but you do want to be thinking, all right, I want this child to be eating pretty similarly to the way that I um, and your partner or your family eats. Because eating together as a family actually holds a a really strong, both physiological and psychological developmental aspect for a child. It's, It's actually a really important thing for a child and a family unit to be all coming around the table and eating the same meal. And let me tell you, I've met many, many parents over the years in my career who cook different meals for different children and they're cooking like three or four different meals a night sometimes because they've got fussy eaters and man, nobody's got time for that. That's really tough, I reckon. So everybody eating the same meal um, is a really nice goal to aim for. The other thing is just generally from a health and nutritional perspective is you do want them to be eating a wide range of different foods, vegetables, fruits, meats, grains, dairy, legumes, nuts, seeds, because it's that variety of food that actually um, allows us to be healthy because it's giving us the spectrum of nutrients that our body needs. And one of the key challenges with kids um, and particularly really fussy ones is that their diet gets very, very narrow and they're only eating a very small range of things, which then can lead to health problems later on. That's it for today's episode. Tune in for part two tomorrow. A big thank you to The Capital Chemist and The Daily Dollop In Crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.